Thanks for tapping into The Shift is Real, a podcast where we have casual conversations about growth, discuss stories of personal transformation, and share moments of insight. I'm your host, Tiffany Wright. I'm so grateful to have you on this journey and excited to talk about these shifts. So let's get into it, y'all. Please be advised, explicit language may be used. Hey y'all, thanks for tapping into another episode of The Shift is Real. I'm your host, Tiffany Wright, and as always, I'm so grateful to share this space with you and to talk about some shifts and transformations in your life. I'm really grateful for today's guest because he is... A, a very wise and grounded um, individual, especially at the stage that he is in life. Uh, he's like a little brother to me, um, but very much still like a confidant. Uh, we're always having conversations <laughs> about the very things that we're going to be talking about today. So it's just going to be completely organic. Um, my guest today is Nicholas Brooks. He is from Inglewood, California. He's a graduate of California State University, Northridge, a real estate professional, and one of the esteemed hosts of the podcast, Unheard Of. He loves having dialogue about personal growth, about relationships, about bettering yourself, about finance, about visualization, and I'm super excited to have him on today's episode. Hey, Nick. <laughs> What's going on? That was a hell of an intro. I'm flattered. <laughs> I just do the reflection. I just do the reflection. <laughs> so I, as I mentioned, I'm excited to have you on because, you know, we have conversations about this shit all the time. So yep. it's nothing new. It's just other people being able to listen in. So why, when I reached out to you, why did you choose this topic to talk about healing and transformation through relationships? Um, well, I think life is about relationships. So mm-hmm. for me, I have a lot of experience, um, especially, especially in like the romantic space of relationships and just learning different things. Um, and, you know, just taking bits and pieces from every experience and just applying it to myself and, you know, my own life. So I think relationships are, are essentially, you know, the, the primary thing to um, catapult us towards growth in, in our lives. Yes, I'm, I'm with you on that, because at least for me, you learn about yourself a lot through how you experience relationships you you learn the best of yourself the Mm -hmm. best of yourself (laughs) you know um you learn about things you like you learn about things you don't like you learn about your challenges you learn about things you're comfortable with you know or it just might reconfirm or solidify things you know um and, and I appreciate you saying that you feel like it it very much is like a catapult to to learning um, about life and who you are, because I, I don't know that a lot of people really view relationships that way. 
Right. And I mean, think about it like this. I mean, how how else can you get another perspective of yourself without using other people? That's you know, true. you can only see so much within That's yourself. True. You know, you need another lens to to be able to see, okay, what does somebody else see in me? Right. Or how do they experience me? Right. Which I think is also an interesting point because oftentimes when people are reflecting on relationships, they're honestly just looking to point a finger and say, oh, well, this person did this or this person did this, you know, right. um, or this person made me feel this. And I feel like that is kind of the just, I don't know, the outlining of how people look at relationships, how someone made you feel, what they did for you, what they did to you, and just who they are. But I think, like you said, using it intentionally, or not using it, but like leaning into understanding your relationships as like a mirror to you, I feel like that is a different level of consciousness for sure right and, and doing it selflessly you know mm -hmm. not not from a you know because I, I think nowadays there's a lot of narcissism in relationships where we're just kind of we're just looking at self and not and not looking at everybody else you know what I mean so I think doing it in a, in a selfless way to where it's it's purely about growth mm -hmm. for the next experience that's hmm. a different level of thinking than just thinking, yeah. oh, well, I this happened to me and I did this to this person and right. they didn't, you know what I mean? So, No, for sure. So what what do you want to talk about today? Let's talk about, um, in general, I'm not telling mm -hmm. you what to talk about, but we're going to be talking about transformations that you've had in relationships. So what, what are we going to be talking about today? Well, it's interesting. Um, in I, I, I had a, a romantic relationship for a couple of years, a couple of years ago, and I learned quite a bit from that experience. And um, it kind of gave me a new perspective. And, and I had to, in some ways, even though I felt like, um, you know, there are a lot of things done wrong on the other person's part, I had to also look at myself and, and maybe come to terms with certain behaviors that I had mm -hmm. that I could do better at. And right. so I think, um, I think just talking about, you know, certain mistakes that I've made that I've intentionally tried to grow from, and, you know, I'm in a new relationship now and, you know, just constantly, um, you know, just trying to be the best uh, you know, friend and partner to people in general. Mm. So for you, as we kind of go into this experience, what are some major things that you feel like you learned about yourself um, coming out of it? Um, well, I'm very much, um, I'm a very like disciplined oriented person. Mm -hmm. Um, and so anybody that's in my life, I want to see them win and, mm -hmm. and I want, and I want them to, to, you know, have good habits and I want them to succeed. And, and sometimes I think 
I find myself sort of um, pushing too much. Mm. And I, I remember kind of thinking back on, on certain moments, conversations, and interactions, um, I realized that in a lot of ways, I wasn't being hard on them. I was being hard on myself. Mm. Hmm. And you were being hard on yourself to do what? Well, I, I think... I think for people who are very, um, you know, intense and passionate about, you know, the things that they do and, and mm-hmm. the things that they want to accomplish, you're always looking for, okay, what can I do better? Mm-hmm. Mm. Right. So yeah. nothing is ever enough. Yeah. And so that's something that I've had to, as I've gotten older and I've gone through a lot of, uh, you know, struggles over the last, couple of years, whether it be, you know, uh, adversities professionally or, you know, relationally or whatever, um, you, you have to, you're almost forced to look at yourself and be like, okay, there's only so much I can do. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, okay. Let's (laughs) I'll take a breath with that one. (laughs) No, I mean that I think, a couple of things come up for me. One, you acknowledging that, okay, you are a passionate, um, driven, discipline-oriented person. I think that that is important because knowing that it comes out or it, it seeps out of you in how you interact with people or maybe even the expectations that you set for people is really important to note, right? When we're in relationships, it is often so easy to get caught up in how we perceive life or how we go about living life and want our partners to like do the same thing even though we say oh no i accept you for you and how you and how you see things it is very natural for us to be uh connected or drawn to similar interested similar looking similar acting similar thinking people right like this is just human nature Mm -hmm. um which is why most groups or people like hang out with people that look like them and talk like them and think like them, right? Because right. we're social creatures and we want to feel connected to similarity, right? Like it's it's less people that are more driven of being connected to people that they're not similar to, right? So, And, and just to piggyback off of that, I think that's where conviction can be a gift and a curse. Yes, yes. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's it's like, because that's one of the things, uh, you know, just in my life that where it's like, okay, Nick is, he's so passionate. He's so, he has <laughs> conviction, like everything he says, he meet, And that's where you almost, it's like, yeah, you want to have conviction in what you say, but you also want to allow for yourself to be wrong. Mm-hmm. And allow yeah. for other people to be different. Exactly. Yeah. And so I can see how 
you reflecting on how that disciplinarian or disciplinary nature um, may have showed up and impacted, you know, your relationship. Um, I think that that is important for a lot of people to think about in terms of when you're in relationship with someone, do you expect them to be like you? Right. And how much so? How much space and agency do you give them to just be themselves? No matter how much you disagree or how imperfect you think they are, if that is part of them until they decide that it's not, then like where does acceptance come in? And so like that's one thing that came up for me as you were talking. Um, the other thing was realizing the amount of expectations that you put on yourself. Right. Like, I think that that is a really big deal. So, yeah, I mean, I thought that that point was really good. And then the other point of realizing the amount of expectations that you put on yourself to show up in a relationship. I think that that is a really big insight, right? Because we can be driven by perfectionism and not really realize how that impacts our ability to show up, right? right. Like we can think we're not good enough and we're great to our partner. And because we feel like we're not good enough, maybe we overgive and overdo. I know that something that I've had challenges with in the past um, and am always working on is not feeling like I have to prove that I'm a good enough partner, right? Or not feeling like I have to prove that I'm worthy of you being here or worthy of you being with me. Also not trying to prove my value to you based off of the amount of stuff that I could do for you or right. the amount of help that I could give you or the amount of support that I could give, you know? Um, and I think for me, that definitely comes from having uh, an experience with um an enmeshed relationship with my parental figures and experiencing a lot of codependency that my identity, you know, which, which is just naturally what happens with that. My identity very much came um, formed around like what I could do for others, how much I can help others, how much I can save others, how much I could please others. And that definitely showed up um, in a lot of relationships and even a more current interaction that I've had, like that's something that I've had to keep in mind because just want to get it right and just want to do it right, <laughs> you know? Right. And it's like, well, there, I'm not going to say there's not a right and wrong way to be in relationship because there's definitely ways that are healthy and ways that aren't. However, um, like the high expectation things that could, that could really choke you out. Right. And I, and I mean, 
going into my current relationship and you know we've been together you know almost two years now but when we first started it because of my other experiences it made me be very intentional about letting this person know okay this is what i need this is what i expect this is my value system if this is not something that you think you're on the wavelength of then we probably won't be a good fit and i was very i was very clear about that because i know how i am mm. and so i think i think like yes our intention is to evolve and to grow but it's also important that we know ourselves right mm. And the only way that you don't set yourself up for failure is by being honest about it, mm. you know? Yeah. And so there's nothing that I can, I can, you know, say now or bring up now that was not already known in the very beginning. Right, right. And, <laughs> and that is a different level of awareness. I mean, it, it takes you to not only be aware, but have the, the boldness to be able to assertively communicate that, right? There are people that know what they want. They know their limitations. They know their desires. They know their capacity. And they are not completely forthcoming with that in the beginning of relationship, right? So I think the fact that you did that, that takes a lot of courage. Even if you felt like it was completely necessary, it is something that still takes courage because when a lot of people are just wanting to just be in relationship or wanting to fulfill that uh, void of loneliness, they will hide certain parts of themselves and they will cover certain parts of themselves out of fear of not being accepted or embraced by somebody. Right. And so like that is a real courageous move to be that authentic with someone. So I just, you know, I definitely want to acknowledge that. Um, But then you are actually giving someone else agency to really choose. Do I want to be with you? Exactly. Exactly. And, and and the and I think now especially we're in a time where I think boundaries and expectations are frowned upon. Mm. And the reason why I say that yeah. is because now we're in a space where it's like, okay, we just have to accept everything from everyone. Hmm. Just yeah. be open. And I'm not saying that that's not a good thing, but I'm right. saying we all have expectations and needs to be met in relationships. Right. And so the the only way that that gets met is just by being honest about what it is you need. And and I remember a couple of years ago thinking to myself, like, dang, like, am I wrong for having this want or this need? Like, is this Mm -hmm. like, like, I almost felt shameful for having a need. Mm. Hmm. Okay. Can we, can we, (laughs) let's pause there. Okay. (laughs) Um. Y'all hear that? I almost felt shameful for having a need. I mean, really think about that. The amount of children that become adults, right? But the amount of children that are taught to silence themselves and not ask for what they want are not taught to 
ask for what they need, these become the adults that when given the opportunity to communicate what they want or need, feel guilty, right? And that shit, that will overflow in every area of your life, your romantic relationships, job opportunities, your career, right? Um, your friendships, your familial relationships, like everything. I mean, that's a really big, a really, really, really big thing to mention, Nick, because a lot of people, one, don't know their needs, right? But even if they do, a lot of people are really uncomfortable asserting them, really uncomfortable asking for them. So to get to that point, to be able to do that, I feel like that that unlocks, at least for me and my experience, that unlocks a different level of freedom. Because part of the thing connected to you maybe not asking or communicating your needs is like fear that you're not deserving of them being met. Right. Or fear that they can't be met or you can't get what you want. So you decide to take what you can get. Right. Right. And and, I, that and, I, is, and that is a painstaking life to live a life where you only take what you can get mm-hmm. and you don't communicate your needs or wants. Mm. Right. Yeah, and and I think especially for our community and and as a as a black man who you know grew up in competitive sports there's sort of like a um there there's a a what's the word um there's a there's sort of like a brainwashing of your needs aren't important right so if because it's about the team because it's about the team and it's about Mm -hmm. it's about the work right Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. for me Hmm. Um, although I'm a very, I'm a very emotionally aware person. I was never outward with it. It, I was introverted about it. So for me, it was like, I, that's why I always pushed myself and pushed myself and pushed myself. I didn't, it, it didn't matter if, you know, I was feeling this way or if I was doing this, it was like, okay, the job has to be done. Fuck your feelings. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so I think as an adult, um, you know, getting to the point where you're just like, you know what, if I don't get this, I'm not going to be satisfied in my relationship. So Hmm. I might as well just embrace it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's really deep (laughs) because we, well, I'm, I'm going to speak for myself. Um, what's coming up for me as you say that is based off what you just said around like learning certain principles when it comes to being in sports. I think for me, I realized at some point that certain principles that I learned that worked in one way in life, I automatically applied them to all areas. Right. And as I got older, I learned or realized, hey, Tiffany, 
how you show up in this space may not necessarily be the same as how you show up in this space and this space and this space. And these principles may not necessarily apply to this aspect of your life and this aspect of your life and this aspect of your life. And that guided me to becoming more mindful in my relationships, right? And we've talked about, you know, the whole uh, spectrum of like masculine and feminine energy, right? Right, absolutely. <laughs> and how, y'all, yeah, if you know me personally, you're listening to this, you're going to roll your eyes. If you don't know me, <laughs> then you're going to learn something new. But I literally, and this only really came from a conversation with Nicholas and like some other cousins of mine. Um, and I was reading a book. Um, but like, I never realized how much I operated in masculine energy. Like, <laughs> and when I told them, they, they did this. They looked at me like I was crazy and they laughed. Like they really, really laughed. Um, and I was like, how did y'all know this? And I did it like as self-aware as I am, I didn't realize it. And what had me become aware of that was really understanding the characteristics that are associated with feminine versus masculine energy. So like masculine energy has, um, characteristics like planning and, um, solution oriented like decisions or researching, gathering information for the purpose of um, security, protection, um, uh, financial stability, economic uh, viability, things of that nature. Um, even the notion of like controlling or manipulating something and not manipulation right. in like, a negative sense, right? But like masculine energy creates differently than feminine energy, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, it's not to say that women can't be in leadership roles, right? Because clearly women are in leadership roles and we're amazing leaders. But when we're speaking energetically, there's a certain level of control, guidance, um, like strategy, manipulation of, uh, of a circumstance, environment, or opportunity that is associated more with masculine energy. So for someone like myself, who is very ambitious, who's very go-getter, who is very, um, I'm going to make opportunities, um, I'm going to automatically research and find solutions, these are things that I do in my day-to-day -day life because, you know, I, I do a lot of stuff career-wise, but these are also characteristics that I would bring into a relationship. And if I was with a person who connected more to feminine energy, then that would be okay. But if I was a, with a person who connected more to masculine energy, then you have two people that are driven by solutions and control and right. um and and creating opportunity and uh making things work and pro provision and protection and it's just not the same right and so all of that to say um 
I learned that just like Nick's talk about learning how being in a team that you don't put yourself ahead of the team, that works when you're working in a team and you're doing a sport or mm-hmm. a game. It doesn't always work in a personal romantic relationship. Like, sure, there are definitely times in a relationship to think about the unit as opposed to just you, right? But it's not to be done in the way that you are self-sacrificing your comfort and your needs and your desires just for the sake of the relationship. Because when you're in a relationship and you neglect yourself, you are going to eventually build resentment up towards the other person. It's just totally natural. Like you're going to do everything for them. You're going to neglect yourself and you're going to totally empty yourself and and it's going to impact your relationship. So and I I have a I have a quick story about that if I could just tell you there was a conversation there was a conversation that I had um you know with my current partner now and um you know, with the pandemic going on, everybody was at home and just kind of maxing and relaxing. And, you know, it just wasn't a whole lot going on. So a lot of us fell into either habits or laziness or, you know, we just weren't as I'm not speaking for everybody, but I'm saying a lot of people just fell into this sort of I'm just going to chill and relax mode. Right. And um, (laughs) I remember getting to a point where I was like, I can't do this anymore. (laughs) Like, I, mm. I felt, I was like, yo, I've relaxed way too long. Like, I, I almost felt like my, um, I almost felt like my manhood was being taken away. Mm. And just to be completely transparent about it. And I was like, I remember having a conversation where I was like, look, we got to talk. I love being with you. I love, you know, hanging out, you know, all day doing this, doing activities, watching TV. But I'm like, I got, I got shit to do. Like, I need mm. to. I need to take some time to figure out, you know, I got other things I need to take care of. And I found myself, you know, dis, uh, I wouldn't say disregarding myself, but escaping from the things that I needed to take care of myself. Mm. And and yeah. I was using my time with my partner as, as an escape. Hmm. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that was, that was something, um, very big for me because I realized I was like, I can only sit down for so long. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. I mean, um, and, and that is an insight too, right? I mean, I'm sure that there's definitely different things that impact that, but, uh, I think that the sitting down, I don't want to admit this, but (laughs) (laughs) um, I think that now hear me out, y'all. You know, I'm very into mindfulness. I engage with it on my own. I engage with it, you know, with my clients. Um, Mindfulness, meaning all those activities that build a sense of connection to self, uh, build a sense of presentness, awareness of the here and now, what's going on around you in your body. But what I've learned as we're speaking of this energetic, you know, 
uh, spectrum of like masculine and feminine energy, rest is more feminine. I'm glad you can admit that. (laughs) (laughs) Movement is more masculine because y'all are driven by creation, right? You create differently, right? So to always work, 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 do, do, do. Yes, I feel like part of that is definitely a symptom of, you know, uh, American society. And we have really unhealthy uh, relationships with work. So I Mm -hmm. think that that's very much an issue. I'm also going to always bring in the cultural piece. I believe that Black people define their value by their level of productivity or um, sexual uh, or physical viability because our bodies have always been uh, deemed as uh, something to provide physical stimulation, entertainment stimulation, or create a, a flow of finance and money in this country. So I think those two things are there. But all those things set aside... Um, I think that energetically to be driven to constantly do something, um, that that is a masculine thing. And as I've allowed myself to rest more, um, it it feels very different in my body. And <laughs> I'm not as driven to do, do, do all the time. Clearly, I do a lot of shit. Um, right. But I think And you saying that that is an insight that I have had. And I think connecting back to what you're saying around you knowing yourself and knowing your needs and knowing your wants in a relationship is really important, right? Like you realizing that you need to move or you need to work or you need to do something um, and being able to really clearly communicate that with your partner and create a realistic expectation. Like, you know, yes, I want to spend time with you, but like this also feels very aligned with me and I want to respect this need that I have. I think that that's a big deal because again, we compromise these things that we know um, are very near and dear to us for someone else's comfort. Right. Right. And, you know, there, there's complexity in that. Like, it totally depends on the characteristic. It totally depends on the desire, this, that, and the other. So I'm not definitely not speaking in it black and white. But I think just going back to your point of knowing yourself and being able to effectively communicate that to your partner, um, I think that that's a big deal. And that's something that I've learned and something that I'm continuously working on especially as a person, like I mentioned, who has a history of like the people pleasing in relationships, you know, but to like own your identity and own your needs and your wants, um, it's, 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 it's much more challenging in action than it is uh, to talk about. And the, the interesting thing is, I realized after that conversation, Because I told her at the end of that conversation, I was like, I need you to push me. If you want Mm. to, if you want to like hang out with me all day, do this, I need sometimes for you to say, you know what, babe, like, although I want to hang out with you, I know you need to take care of this. Go take care of that. 
You know what I mean? And, and so it made me realize, I was like, dang, like, as a man, it feels good to be pushed. I have to be pushed. Mm, interesting. And, and, and on the flip side, I found that women don't want to be pushed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's something that I learned where I was like, dang, like, men thrive in pressure. Not to say that women don't pro- thrive in pressure, but it's different. It's like the pressure goes without saying. Like I communicated what I what I value and what I would like in a partner and what, you know, um what what meets my needs and wants. And so that goes without saying. I don't have to push you. Yeah. No, that that's a that's a big deal. Unless this this person that you're with operates in heavy masculine energy yeah right because um regardless if the relationship is hetero if it's same sex if it's people that are non-binary like we're not talking we're just talking about energy right and so right if you have two people that are both driven by masculine energy they those are the people that really desire to be a power couple right so they want to be matched with someone that will push them they want to be matched with someone who's going to do business and at the heart of their relationship it's going to be about building legacy and business and finance and all of this stuff but if you're with someone who that is not what they're driven by then no don't push them right don't push them because it's going to be overwhelming exactly and i think in my current situation i mean only time will tell but i think i think we have a solid balance of both and and Mm -hmm. and for me what i've noticed is that (laughs) since we've been together she has actually become more feminine Mm. like a lot more feminine she was like Mm -hmm. almost like me just very assertive very You know, that, yeah. I'm not saying she's not assertive, but she's like mellowed out and been like, you know, yeah. what? let me let me actually be in my feminine. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, it, it's amazing um, as humans for us to experience the difference between what we need to do and have to do. And oftentimes, and I've been a person that has done this, <laughs> we think that what we need to do and have to do are the same, and they're not. See, when you are lacking something, then your brain says, I need to and have to do this, right? But when there is balance and abundance, you realize the thing that you thought you had to do you didn't really have to do. You just took that thing on because you didn't have balance. So what I mean is, I'm going to say for myself, I definitely was that person. And me and Nicholas had this conversation literally last year. I was like, I do not need a man in the sense of if I don't have him, I will die or I will be unsatisfied with my life. Now, would I really like one? Sure. But guess what? The hardest times in my life, I've been able to get through 
based off my spirituality, based off my family, and based off my friends. So clearly, not having the emotional support of a partner or clearly not having the financial support of a partner uh, didn't impact my life. Then I had to eat my words because <laughs> like the woman he's talking about, I was then in an interaction where I realized all the things that I was doing or had to hold previously because of circumstances, I no longer had to hold. And then it completely shifted the way I showed up. And I was like, oh, well, now that I don't have to hold this, I don't want to hold it. And I'm not going to do this. And I'm not going to act this way anymore. And then all that masculine energy that I held around providing for myself and doing all this stuff for myself and da, 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 it shifted because the person that I was interacting with, they were able to hold that. Right. So it's like, it, it is also important to know, and I'm going to sum, sum up this last point that you bring up is also important to know that when you're used to operating in a certain capacity, um, lean into the possibility of releasing stuff when you have or releasing your commitment to showing up a certain way when a partner comes into your life, because they might be able to hold things for you that you didn't know you needed space held for. They might give you a certain level of comfort you didn't know that you needed, right? Like there are even people who are not emotionally expressive because they never felt safe until they're with someone who creates a space where they can feel safe enough. A person who feels like they have to always take care of themselves may be like that until there would a person that will help them lighten the load. So be mindful of the ways of being that you have that you can release if you're with someone else. Oh, this That's was amazing. Word. This was amazing. You have any last words for the people? Um I would just say um allow yourself to be cared for yeah that I, I think i think especially as as black folks and minorities we have a hard time letting go of the idea of struggling yes and i think um you know and we we see a lot of statistics about you know black marriages and you know how black women you know one in four black women will marry and you know all these very negative statistics about relationships and marriage and I think it's just because we're so, we have so much stress and pride yeah, and struggle, just like literally engulfing our hearts and our minds where we just don't allow for ourselves to be cared for. Yes. That's a word. It's not, it's I not weak it. to be cared for. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's not wrong to be imperfect. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I totally appreciated having you on. Honored Thank to be you. on. Yay. Well, I'm excited. <laughs> All right.
Well, y'all, that's the end of today's episode. I hope that you got something from it. Thank you so much for your support. Please make sure to like, follow, subscribe, share this with a friend. I am accessible via my website, www.livethebelife.com. You can feel free to shoot me an email. If you want to subscribe to my newsletter, I send out newsletters once or twice a month. I'm on Instagram and Twitter handle at the T-H-E underscore B-E underscore life. Also have a Facebook page. All my products are available online on Amazon, but they're also listed on my website. Hope that you move forward in your day, in your week, feeling connected to yourself and grounded. Hope that you just stay aware of the shifts that are going on within and around you because they're always happening. Don't forget, seek to shift, seek to grow, seek to be you. Until next time, be well.